Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. I have a special guest today. His name is Eric Zweig, and he is talking football. We're going to be talking back to school. And uh, again, I love my National Geographic authors on the show. And so we're going to dive into his newest book. But before I bring Eric on, let me give you a little background about him. He's originally from Toronto, and Eric grew up as a fan of the CFL's Argonauts the NHL's Maple Leafs, and the MLB's Blue Jays. When he broke his wrist as a young boy, Eric got Argonauts quarterback and future NFL star Joe Theismann to sign his cast. Eric has been writing professionally about sports and sports history since 1985. He worked for a small Toronto-based publisher affiliated with the NHL for more than 20 years and has written more than 40 books for adults and for children since 1992. Eric currently lives in Owen Sound, Ontario, Canada, and we are going to bring Eric on. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And before we dive in, because there's lots of exciting things uh, to talk about, I want to ask my icebreaker, which is, what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? Huh, my favorite cookie. I don't even know what it's called. It was a cookie my mother used to make. It's a it's a very dark black chocolatey cookie with peanut butter chips. I don't know if it has a name, but it was good. I remember, I mean, she didn't make them when I was a kid. I actually remember them more when I was at university and I would, you know, bring them back to the dorm and kids would descend. I suppose that's my favorite cookie and favorite cookie memory. And all oh, so you're yeah, just like, oh, he Eric brought cookies. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're the hot spot. Awesome. <laughs> well, so you have um, a new book and it's called It's a Numbers Game Football. Um, here at the time of this recording, we are preparing for school, preparing for football season. I thought this was a great opportunity to tap into both, especially for uh, the parents who listen. And so uh, tell us a little bit about what this National Geographic Kids book is about and is also uh, you guys teamed up with ESPN to create the, the book. Yeah, this is this is part of a new series they've done. Most of the National Geographic books uh, for kids are, are in a, a series, a group of, you know, like-minded subjects. So there's already been, it's a numbers game, basketball, uh, baseball, and soccer. I'm, I'm not sure why it took them uh, longer to get around to football, given that football is, you know, such the dominant American game. Um, but but the format was already sort of set. It is mostly a sports book. I mean, it's not a math textbook or anything like that. Though the, the you know, it talks about the, the hidden numbers behind any of these sports. Um, so it does, it does sort of sneakily uh, uh, teach kids about the math behind something that hopefully they enjoy and don't think about as math. I was not much of a math student in school. Math and science were definitely not my strong points. I'm more, even in the books I write, it's mostly history. Um, so I certainly sneak in as much history as I can of football into, into this book. But the numbers were, it was interesting. And I was a little intimidated because as I said, I'm, I'm not a math person. Um, but, you know, so, but when they sort of told me, you know, it doesn't have to be like, it's not a textbook. Like I said, it's, you know, statistics count as numbers and math. 
Sure. Um, football, football is obvious in that, you know, there's great big numbers on the field down the sidelines. There's numbers on the players' jerseys more prominent than probably any other sport. So like it's it's some of that, but it's also more math and how you how I mean in a lot of the football statistics are just as simple as you know add up the numbers and get a total. Some are are adding and dividing to get averages. Um, but there's all sorts of stuff about that. I mean, how you track the statistics, how you can calculate them yourself. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, wrote the forward to the book. And I was curious to see what he would he would say. I mean, in other books I've done for National Geographic, they've paired me more closely with an expert in the field. But Patrick Mahomes was just brought in to write the, the forward and we had never had a conversation or anything. And he talks about some of the more obvious things like the you know, managing the clock, seeing the numbers, knowing how much time is left uh, in a half or a quarter, um, managing right. in a drive for a first down or for touchdown. He talks about the uh, the the angles that that uh, pass receivers run, and we talk about that in the book too. I mean, that's I mean, it's as I've said to people before, it's not like they're out there with a, a protractor and a math set and a, and a slide rule calculating these angles, but all the pass patterns have specific angles. You know, cut at this many yards at this angle um right. you know an in and out a uh, post a uh, flag they all have different i mean it's not like you're as i said you're, you're not calculating math but there's there's math behind it um and, right. and but and the things that i sort of realized that patrick Mahomes doesn't talk about it because i'm sure he's not even aware of it really is like how much math has to be going on in these guys heads especially for a quarterback i mean they're not out there thinking hmm if i'm going to throw this ball 40 yards downfield i need this kind of a launch angle and, and this many Newtons of force in the throw I made, <laughs> yeah. their bodies kind of calculate that, right? They've been doing this for such a long time. So there's math and science behind that too, that even I think the players probably aren't aware of. So it was, it was, it was a little intimidating at first for me, uh, but it was fun to get into it and, and figure it all out. Sure. Cause football is, I mean, like you said, the American sport and everyone just, we fall, we all have our favorite players. That's also something that we think about when we were little. Um, you had that experience with Joe Theismann when you were younger. So that stuck with you. So I think that bringing in sports and math is key. I, again, I was not a math. I wasn't a fan. I was all right with algebra. I just, I was a science. I like science. I was good at it, but I was more history as well. And Math is a part of everyday life. There's obviously math that goes more math goes into others like statistics and angles, but it's, it shows kids that math is important and you still use it, whether you know it or not. Yeah. And, and that's yeah, what right. I always felt like in school, like, when am I ever going to use this stuff? What's, I mean, obviously I under, like when math moved beyond add, subtract, divide, multiply, it kind of lost me. And I could see how those kind of numbers would make sense in my life. But, you know, when am I going to ever need to know the circumference of a circle or how to calculate it or the area of this, that or the other? Um, <laughs> right. I, think, I think if I'd had something like this when I, I mean, the, the, the target age is probably 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, middle grades. Uh, if I'd sure. had something, a book like this or the, this whole series when I was a kid, and it's like, wow, the sports I love actually need and, and use math. I, I might have it might have made me more open to to being a math student. I mean, it might not have, might not have really helped anyway, but at least I, I would have sort of seen a point to it. And, and I think, you know, if nothing else, I think that that'll be an important thing in this. I mean, it's not going to turn, if your, your child is failing at math, this book will probably not, you know, this is going to take the place of a tutor, but right. at least it might open them to the possibility that, you know, math is, math is something I should be thinking about more seriously. Cause I think it, I think it would have helped me. 
Right. Cause it's keeping kids engaged and keeping kids just excited about school in general. I mean, my kids are like some of them, like I've got three little ones and my oldest going to third grade. And so he's excited about going to school, but like my five-year-old is going to kindergarten. He's like, I don't want to go back to school. Like he's having so much fun. And so you want to keep it engaging and you want to keep it exciting. And if you incorporate their favorite things like football or something that they are super into, it helps quite a bit. That's why they always bring on like Sesame Street. It comes to mind when they would bring in the, you know, up and coming or the, the hot at the time, you know, actors or singers, because it keeps them engaged. And it's like, oh, if they care, then I should care kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm not, uh, you know, Elmo, I'm not going to be having a chat with Elmo. But you know, if they invite me, I'll show up. Uh, right. But if Elmo <laughs> shows up, I can guarantee you that yeah, my five-year-old would perk up and be yeah. like, oh, what is that? And it yeah, could be yeah. completely something that he didn't even have interest in. But because Elmo's on the screen, you know, it's, it's the best thing ever. And yeah. so uh, bringing in someone like Patrick Mahomes, which is a, he's a very big star right now. He's, he's doing really well in his career. And so that's, I think he was the Heisman trophy winner. If I'm not mistaken, I don't remember. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure offhand. I don't think he was, but he might've been, and that doesn't matter. I mean, maybe he's in the running. NFL, I don't know. NFL, he's been an MVP. He's won the Super Bowl, and he's, you know, he's, he's a big star. Yeah, he is. So that's great that they were able to yeah. get him to, yeah. to come yeah. in. Well, National Geographic and, and ESPN, you know, they have a, a big reach. Uh, I think when oh, they, yes. like there's been a pretty big star who's written the intro to, uh, well, the basketball one for sure. The, the, the football one. I'm not sure who did the baseball and soccer. The soccer is one of the big American women. So, you know, that's an even neater angle. And it's went in a That sense. was my sport. I played soccer. Yeah. Yeah. That I was my that. thing. I was, I was reading up a little bit about you. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. No, um, no, soccer is my sport. And I think with angles as well, because you have to, you know, you do, but you're not thinking of math. You're not thinking like directly, but we talk about like run straight, cut left, sharp angle. You talk in those terms. And so I'm assuming football yeah has lots of patterns for sure i mean the angle you make the cut and it's funny like there's there's again it's sort of behind the scenes numbers but all the plays that are called in football like the players are assigned a number the running backs are numbered the the receivers have letters actually and the combination of how you use the numbers and letters you know indicates in the huddle who you know who the who our primary receiver is who we're looking at and and so that's another kind of hidden numbers aspect it's not really math Though, so they and, focus on the number of the actual jersey and that's no no it's like an assigned number like the running backs are numbers two three and four generally so like, like it's funny like when i was in high school and you know we were playing you know football but fairly primitive uh compared you know it was we weren't running nfl style offenses and like the the halfback would be two the fullback is three and each of the holes in the line like between the linemen has a number so like a 23 dive means hand the ball to the two back, who is the running back, who runs through the three hole on a, on a dive, like a kind of plunge through the line. So, uh, I mean, I, I wrote about that in the book and I, I was glad that they had some experts checking because it's been a long time since I played high school football, <laughs> but it seems like that's still how it works. And even the NFL patterns, even though they are more involved, you know, it's that same basic numbering system. So it's, it's again, it's not really math, but it's numbers. Yeah. I never understood the whole call, the call stuff. And uh, we had some like play names in soccer. And I just remember when we played, like we picked our number. <laughs> and so like I was number 55 on my select team for since when I was nine till I was 18. And then I was number nine for, you know, high school. Cause they don't 
have numbers that high. So uh, <laughs> interesting about football players. I didn't know that about the numbers and how they're designated that way. Yeah. And the linemen don't have a number because they can't, they can't, you know, carry the ball, but the receivers, you know, there's an X receiver and a Y receiver. And like, I, I do sort of detail in the book, you know, like a, uh, one X five, you know, involves, you know, where the X guy goes and pitching the ball back. I mean, and you can make them as complicated as you want. And as I say, it's possible in the NFL, you know, they've, they've kind of evolved past that, but I think still youth football and high school football certainly use the same systems. And the NFL system is, is based on that as well. Right. And so kids that are playing sports or trying to get, you know, excited about math or it just, it shows that you still have to pay attention and that you still, you have no idea like how you're going to use it. Like some people get super lucky and, and are, can play in the NFL and some will have to go off and some will get jobs as coaches and you still have to apply it. And so math works in mysterious ways in all of our lives. I hate math. I'm not a financial person. I, I mean, you asked me to add something up. I'm always like, check my, check, check my work, if I didn't have a calculator, even with the calculator, I'll probably push plus twice. Uh, it's just not my thing. <laughs> no, I'm so. the same, but, but it's funny, like football in sp- particular, I think football is sort of where the stereotype of the big dumb jock kind of comes from, mm-hmm. but there's so much, there's so much you have to be aware of. In football. I mean, just even memorizing a, a huge playbook. I mean, there's, there's a lot of memory and head work in, in football, in all sports, but I think football, it's, it's a little more hidden because it is such a physical game. But that's interesting because it's all memory. Right. And so if you're getting hit in the head quite a few times, like (laughs) I, I told my kids, like I was an exercise science major. So I studied all different types of sports in college and certified and personal training, all the fun stuff. And so I said the one sport they will never play is football. They'll, they, they, my son just played flag and that's fine, but it's just, I know too much and I don't trust. Yeah. It's not even about the kid playing. It's about what the other kids will do and head spikes and, and everything. And even in soccer, this wasn't when I played the rule came after now there's a rule where you cannot start heading the ball out of the air until you're, I think you're 11 or 12. Yeah, and I was no. heading the ball out of the air when I was like seven yeah, no, it's funny because soccer seems like one of the less dangerous sports that way. But I know that there's a lot of talk about head trauma and heading the ball. And football, I mean, we talk about it in the book a little bit because it's impossible now not to. I mean, it is a dangerous game. It's a rough game. Um, the, 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 the equipment they wear is better than it used to be and, and making efforts to make it more protective and, and particularly concussions. Um, but it's still a dangerous game. And I know that football, I mean, more and more parents, like you just said, don't want their kids to play football. I don't know what my parents would do if I was, you know, uh, in high school now, as opposed to 40 years ago. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, I think I also, I say never say never. I mean, if my kid, well, like, sure. he's really, really fit, maybe he could be the kicker. I don't know, but like, <laughs> luckily my oldest isn't really a sports person. He's not really taking interest in my daughter's a good swimmer. And then my youngest, like we're trying baseball. So we'll <laughs> see what happens there, which there's risks with every sport. Yeah, I mean, sure. a rogue ball can hit you in the face, knock teeth out. I mean, I, I mean, I, I had a back injury when I was 18 and we thought it, it, it was exacerbated by soccer, but it wasn't caused by soccer. So you just never right. know no. things happen. But, um, what's funny is that football is needs a lot of memory. And when there's a lot of head injuries, that's probably very detrimental yeah 
to yeah, a game. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, I, 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 I do remember. actually remember in high school being knocked dizzy in the game once. Um, I, I was a tight end. I caught a pass and I, I in my head, I can see myself like kind of jumping around a few guys, avoiding tackles. And it's like, they all kind of surrounded me and bam. And I went down and I got up and, you know, I wasn't knocked out, but like, I was knocked dizzy. Like things were wobbly in odd ways. And I remember I, I stayed in for the one play and then it's like, I got to get out of here. I'm going to get killed. And, but that's, that's, and I don't think it had any last. Well, who knows? I mean, it, it, we say. it yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not aware, but who knows? Maybe I would have been a math genius if I hadn't been knocked silly that day. Um, but it's funny that they actually, the, the worst injury I think of, I, I actually got in touch football. I just kind of planted to make a cut and my knee popped and I had knee problems for years after that. I had surgery eventually to clean out the cartilage and blah, blah, blah. I mean, again, it wasn't super serious, but you know, like touch football, right? It was nothing. Um, it was a worse injury than I ever had playing tackle football. So, right. I mean, injuries can happen yep. anywhere. So, so what is, um, next for you when it comes to, cause you're a sports writer. So what's yeah. the most exciting thing you've ever written about as yeah. a sports writer? Because I have to ask, because what's it, everyone's got their own thing, right? I mean, football, so people are diehard football fans and you could mention, you know, Patrick Mahomes and they're like, who? So, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's funny, like most of uh, you, you said when you introduced me, I, I worked for 20 plus years for a small publishing company that did NHL media. I'm, I'm from Toronto. I'm from Canada. Hockey, you know, hockey is our game. Stereotypical but, hockey. Yeah, hockey yeah, loving. Yeah, yeah, though I'm, I'm not, you know, I played hockey, too. I played hockey, baseball, football as a kid. I was best at football, probably enjoyed hockey the most. It was a terrible baseball player, but baseball is actually my favorite sport, though. Most of the work I've done, those 40 plus books are almost all hockey a uh, few others. which is also a very physical sport my dad yes, used to yep, play hockey yep, and, and yep. it's very physical uh, but in fact like the most fun project i ever worked on book wise really uh was uh god it's getting to be a long time ago we did the 25th anniversary commemorative book for the toronto blue jays my family has had blue jay season tickets since the minute they went on sale in 1977 my brothers more than me are still insanely into it it's still the team I follow the most, but I don't live and die with it the way I did when I was younger. But but I used to say to people when we did that book, it's like, you know, if you want to see what the inside of my head looks like, just sort of flip through this book. It was all the memories and stories about at that point up to the first 25 years of the team. That was a ton of fun to do. Um, yeah. No, and I think books are fun, too, in a different way. But that that was just that was a lot of fun to put together and work with the team and, and doing it. It was a fun project. That's great. And it's also your childhood kind of coming yeah, to full circle. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think sports, sports molds. I mean, I was an athlete. My sister was an athlete. It molds you uh, as discipline. It teaches you discipline and teach you math. It can teach you um, just motivation in general. And so that's why like I'm in sales and marketing and typically employers will look for athletes to be in a sales position because they're motivated by performance and we are like the more, the better we do, the more, you know, shows for it. And that's how we like to like, at least most athletes that I know are overachievers like that. Yeah. I, I think that's true. And it's, 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 if anything, it's, it's, it's like in the old days when guys didn't make millions and millions of dollars and would work in the off season and have a hardware store or sell insurance. I mean, I think it helped to be, you know, I'm Joe Blow of the New York Giants. And, you know, it would, you know, open doors that, you know, just regular Joe Blow didn't have. Like, 
why wouldn't you buy your insurance from an NFL player versus just some guy selling insurance? So it's, right. it's, it's always, I think it's up, you know, I mean, it's maybe unfair, but it's, it's probably long been an advantage to be a star athlete. Well, sure. And it also shows that you're coachable, right? So they can mold you or they can teach you because you know what it's like to be on a team. And so it really does show a lot. But like I said, my oldest, he's going to be nine. He's just not an athlete. Like he likes to play and he has fun, but he likes to do it for fun. He doesn't really want to compete unless he knows he's going to win. And so <laughs> my daughter I mean, was a little like that. <laughs> yeah. We, I, I learned real quick. Like if he didn't get the ball and he was upset that he'd go run and he'd be out of his position and all the things. So I think he's more like, I call him my brainiac kid actually, which is very stereotypical, but he likes his documentaries. He loves, I like doing these national geographic, uh, interviews and things because he loves the books that come from the publishers before I interview uh-huh. you. I've gotten to interview paleontologists for national geographic. And I just did a tree. Uh, she called it. She's a tree astronaut or something like that, where she touched the tops of trees. So it's very educational and he's very into that. And I think that that also takes you uh, where you learn the fundamentals. Yeah. Well, they, the, the national geographic books, um, you know, as we said, there's a million different series covering a million different topics, and they're all done really well. I mean, they're they're attractive to look at. They're they're clever. They 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 know their audience. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you're not a football kid, you'll find the other one that suits your interest. You know, like, like dinosaurs or or trees yeah. or insects. I mean, they have a million different books, and they're all they do a really good job. Yeah, they do. So, what's next for you? What's coming up? Uh, well, I have. I have another kid's book about hockey, a series I, I do for Scholastic in Canada. I don't even think they sell them in the States. Uh, sort of hockey trivia series, though it's not questions and answers trivia. It's more like a facts and figures. Like, did you know? Yeah. Um, so this will be the fifth. The, the plan is to do six. So the next one will be a couple years down the road. Um, I actually, because COVID backed up things, I have four books coming out in this sort of, like between now and, and October. So You'll be busy. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, it's more like I was busy right now. It's like, oh, yeah, that book that I wrote two years ago was finally coming out. Um, right. So it's a little bit of catch up for me. Uh, what I'm working on now is completely different. It's, it's just a novel. It has a bit of sports, but it's a background to the story. It's not I mean, most of what I write is nonfiction, though I have written a couple of novels. So this is this is very different for me. And I, I don't know where it'll go. I don't have a publisher or anything, but I'm, I'm having fun working on it. Well, that's good. You have to have, and again, it's all about having fun with your job or what you're doing. Right. So, yeah, for sure. you know, making football or math fun, it's all about just how you can enjoy it and not it feel like such a daunting task. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk more about this book. And um, I thought it would be a really great theme for back to school and football season. And uh, can you tell us where we can find you and all your upcoming works that are coming uh, to follow you? Well, I have a website. It's just my name, ericzweig.com. So that's E-R-I-C-Z-W-E-I-G.com. Most of the stories I post are are hockey history, though lots of other sports too. And sometimes just off, off, you know, any sort of subject that strikes my fancy. Um, but there's certainly a, a list of all the books I've published and, and you can find them there and links to where you can buy them. Though I think it'll actually take you to the Amazon CA site as opposed to amazon.com, but it'll, right. it'll, it'll figure it out. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And thank you so much for being here. And for you listeners, uh, the 
the links are in the show notes. Go check out this book. It's it's very, very cool. It's sitting on my coffee table. Um, we've been flipping through it. And so uh, I strongly recommend it. And thank you again, Eric, for being here. Yeah, thank you. It's a numbers game football. That's right. And go grab that. And uh, we'll see you next time in another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.